Hi, you're listening to Living Life on Purpose, and I'm your host, Matt Wilson. The goal of this show is for us to sit down with successful people who also live a life of purpose. We want you to hear their stories, understand that they've had to overcome adversity, how their faith has played a role, and ultimately we want you to be encouraged by the things that you hear so that you can walk through similar situations. We hope you enjoy. Here in the studio with Greg Davis. Greg is the president of First Priority, and and ultimately his goal is to encourage people and and lead people to Jesus. Uh, He's been very successful in his organization for a long time. And Greg, it's an honor to have you here today. Yeah, thanks, Matt. I appreciate it. Always uh, good to come and and share uh, what God has done, is doing, and will do. Um, So pleasure to be here. So how did you start First Priority and, and what was your, your mindset or goal behind that? Yeah, well, I didn't start it. Uh, I've been around a long time. In okay. fact, uh, this upcoming June will be 25 years, so okay. over 24 years that I've been on staff. I was involved a couple of years prior to that as a, as a volunteer and a board member. So I didn't start it, which I think is a, an important thing to think about as we mm-hmm. think about purpose and mm-hmm. uh, really living a life of significance is uh, sometimes you can jump in on what God is already doing mm-hmm. and, and become a significant part of that. Mm-hmm. Um, some people only get excited about something that's their idea or it's got mm-hmm. their name on it, mm-hmm. you know, egos, logos, mm-hmm. you know, all around. Mm-hmm. Um, but I came in on a vision that had been uh, started by a man named uh, Benny Prophet, mm-hmm. uh, sort of began informally here in uh, 1990. So, mm-hmm. Uh, this is the 30th year since then mm-hmm. and uh, began on some school campuses. And I'm sure a lot of our listeners that are especially from the Birmingham area will be familiar with first priority from their school days. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so it began on a handful of campuses, began to grow over a couple of years. Uh, and then uh, I got involved about 94, came on staff in 96. Mm-hmm. And uh, Benny went on and started first priority of America and started responding and helping cities and communities all across the nation. And now he's also started first party global. Wow. And left America to some other people. Hmm. So um, it's uh, been quite a ride. And, uh, hmm. you know, now we uh, operate here. I'll give you sort of uh, in the greater Birmingham area, we operate on about 150 different school campuses, wow. elementary, middle and high. Hmm. Uh, we also have a big group of campuses up in North Alabama from Decatur up. Hmm. I mean, just many, many, many more up that hmm. way. Uh, and so, you know, involving literally tens and tens of thousands of students mm. um, during the school year. So it's uh, been, been pretty good. But uh, I didn't start it, but I sure have enjoyed being a part of it. So from that standpoint, what all do you guys provide? See you at the poll is, is one of the things that. The yeah, see at the poll is one of the things that we're well known for. Okay. We didn't begin see you at the poll. Okay. We don't own see you at the poll. Okay. It's a great thing that started mm-hmm. out in Texas, mm-hmm. uh, actually, has Funny as it is, also mm-hmm. in the early 90s. Mm-hmm. And so uh, we, first first priority, we sort of picked up on it early, began promoting it mm-hmm. across our school campuses and through churches uh, all across our area. And so we've always had uh, one of the largest turnouts or see at the poll of anywhere in the in the country. Uh-huh. And, of course, see at the polls that last uh, Wednesday in September mm-hmm. where kids will meet at their school's flagpole to pray. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's a once-a-year occurrence. Mm-hmm. Um, but we help the students meet all year round. Okay. And uh, they meet weekly mm-hmm. to, to to pray and to share their faith and to testimonies and to to worship and to and to outreach to their mm-hmm. campus with uh, with God's love and God's message. From that standpoint, how do people get involved and and how do people find out 
about um, you know where you guys are, what campuses y'all are, are on. I mean, they go to your website. Yeah, either? they go to First Priority F I R S T. Okay. First Priority A L dot com. Okay. And uh, they they can get connected with us there. And, okay. Um, and if they're in some other part of the state of Alabama, mm-hmm. uh, just call us and we'll connect you up locally there with with who may be in your area as well. Okay. So also have a big group of campuses down in the Enterprise area down there. So different okay. places all across Alabama, but okay. certainly North Central Alabama, very heavy mm-hmm. presence. Okay. With what is going on right now in society, um, and and no telling when people will be listening to this, but uh, you know, currently we're in 2020, we're in the midst of, of a pandemic. We have shut down schools yep. and, and, you know, there's the, the virtual, um, you know, for, for some schools and campuses and counties, you know, it's going to be virtual for the foreseeable future. Uh, my daughters start this Friday and they'll be in person this Friday and then three days virtual yep. and then two days at the school, uh, starting next week. I mean, what, challenges does that present for you guys and and how are y'all uh combating the the distance at this yeah, point well we just met uh the good portion of this the er, earlier today uh, up until lunchtime about all the different situations and so um you know we're working across dozens and dozens of different school districts mm-hmm. and then within those districts there's a lot of there's a lot of flexibility even from school to school many times mm-hmm. about what will and won't happen so uh, we're seeing just about every scenario you can possibly see. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so, you know, our our organization encourages students to take advantage of equal access mm-hmm. and to meet on campus. Mm-hmm. And all of our meetings are on campus. I mean, we do some things off campus, but we're, we're pretty much an on-campus organization. And so, uh, you know, you think when school's not in, it would be difficult. And, you know, we, we just had to kind of turn and spin like everybody did and try to figure it out on the go. Mm-hmm. And uh, so... We're we're doing remote, you know, trying to help students do remote uh, ministry mm-hmm. and, um, and and finding other creative ways that they can still mm-hmm. uh, reach out to their friends, you know, and uh, and the ones that are that are unreached and that are hurting. And, you know, there's really more of a need right now for um, for students to, to receive some hope mm-hmm. than ever before. I mean, uh, many mm-hmm. kids, you know, that school is where they get their their food. Mm-hmm. It's where they get their 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 significance. Mm-hmm. It's where they get emotional support, academic mm-hmm. support, spiritual support. Many mm-hmm. times, um, yeah. and so w- without school, uh, so there's kids out there that aren't getting anything. Mm-hmm. I mean, really, and uh, and many live in very difficult circumstances. You know, uh, it's easy to sort of forget about that mm-hmm. uh, when you maybe you live a comfortable life and your family knows the Lord and mm-hmm. tries to live that way. And we're mm-hmm. not perfect, but. Mm-hmm. Um, that there's a lot of kids out there that live very difficult lives at home. And so uh, they're not getting a break. Yeah. And so uh, it, it's difficult. So, mm-hmm. so more than ever right now, uh, they need um, people that will, that will help them. Mm-hmm. And so that's what we're trying to do is we're trying to work with those middle school and high school students and help them help their friends. And then um, our elementary clubs, um, uh, we're going to be doing video uh, lessons and things like that. We did that in the spring mm-hmm. and we'll send those out to just thousands and thousands and thousands of homes. And so we're, we're sort of thinking if, if school's going to be at home, let's put the Bible in the curriculum. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and so we're going to provide the resources for that to happen. That is one of the the great elements of, you know, shifting to virtual is, is the parents that, that do follow Jesus have mm-hmm. the ability to incorporate 
yeah. more of that on a daily basis yeah. and really you know speak life and, and add truth that has been taken out of the school system for many years um you know for me from the uh the shifting standpoint I, i've got two small groups that i lead and friday morning and then monday night and one, the one on Monday night actually started in the midst of you know the virus as things started mm -hmm. shutting down. We were going to start meeting in person. And and so the bulk of it has been via Zoom. And then the Friday morning, we've started meeting back in person for the last month or so. And then we offer the Zoom option. So to be able to do both. But again, we're adults. And so, you know, we've got the ability to travel and then determine right. the amount of risk that we're willing yeah. to take. But um, a lot of kids don't, you know, elementary, middle, high schoolers, mm -hmm. uh, they're just stuck. Mm -hmm. And some of them are stuck in very difficult circumstances. Mm -hmm. um, there's a lot of domestic abuse and those mm -hmm. kind of things that go on. And it's easy for us to forget about those kids, mm -hmm. you know. Uh, and uh, they're, they're facing bigger issues than they might, uh, you know, miss a class. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, they, they're, they're facing very dire situations at home. Well, uh, and I, I posted something last week about the right when this uh, school decision was made. And I just I think that there's such a lack of emphasis on mental health mm -hmm. and, you know, making these decisions. You know, I understand that we're concerned with safety and that the virus is real, although it's got a 99 percent recovery rate yeah, or more. <laughs> um, I mean, I, I talked to a friend last week that, you know, tried to kill himself mm -hmm. and, you know, I, I'm. My day job is is helping people plan for their lives. But, you know, there's been even, you know, you can have all the stuff, you can have all the money. But at the end of the day, like if you don't know what your life is about, if you don't know what your purpose is, if you don't truly have eternal perspective, mm -hmm. then when the market drops substantially, you start to question everything and that your security sure. blanket's gone. And, um, you know, what I told people from the beginning was, Either we're going to make it through this or Jesus is coming back. You know, and I can't tell you what's going to happen, but either way, as a follower of Jesus, we win. There is a, a lot of hopelessness. There is a lot of depression. There's a lot of anxiety. There is, you know, malnourishment because that that is where, you know, your your lunch may have been the most important meal of your day. And yeah, breakfast and yeah. lunch for a lot yeah. of kids. And uh, and it's socialization. You know, that's where friendships, relationships, mm -hmm. and so you know when they're not in school, a lot of they're missing that. And then it's, it's it's even hard to come by for for families or kids or students who go to church. A lot of that's missing as well. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah, this has had a it's had a dire impact. I know we didn't come to talk about the COVID-19, but huh. uh, it's had a dire impact on, on people's lives that mm -hmm. sort of flies below the radar that mm -hmm. people don't notice. But people in ministry see it. Mm -hmm. we, we see it and mm -hmm. we're dealing with it. Um, yeah. we, we sure are. Well, and I think, too, it's, you know, it, it's easy to tell people to just stay at home and that will, you know, somehow stop a virus from going away, although it won't. Uh, but you, you nailed it that everybody's home situation is not the same mm -hmm. and, you know, everybody's technology isn't the same. So just tell people to, you know, stay connected, mm -hmm. uh, you know, via zoom or, you know, FaceTime or this, not everybody's got technological devices. Not everybody's got Wi-Fi. Not everybody's got 
access. You know, maybe you know, there's the, one device in the home. People think they do, though. You hear that. You hear people go, oh, everybody's got Wi-Fi. Everybody's got yeah. a device. No, they don't. Yeah. <laughs> and if you're kind of been sheltered a little bit, if you mm -hmm. believe that's true, and mm -hmm. it's not. Yeah. People don't. Many people don't. No, and and that's the the sad part about it is is people get so self-absorbed and they get so consumed with protecting what they have mm -hmm. that they stop looking outward and and when we shift inward, you know, we really miss the needs of people around us and uh you know, my my daughters, they go to they're in the Shelby County school system and you know, they've got friends that are in really good situations and they've got friends that, that aren't in good situations. And I'm, yeah. I'm thankful that they've got a diverse background mm -hmm. and, and we serve a lot with the homeless. And, you know, so I try to give them a perspective of, hey, a lot of people don't yeah. have the situation that you've got. And you take a lot of things for granted. Mm -hmm. And um, so for an organization like First Priority, when you come back and you see you know, all of this brokenness and, and hopelessness. Obviously, we know that that Jesus can change anything in an instant. Mm -hmm. um, so so how are you uh, best trying to deliver that message? And what does that message look like, you know, on a regular basis in, in today's times? Yeah, well, for our middle schoolers and high schoolers, we have a plan called it's actually called hope. Okay. <laughs> Funny that we're using that word. Um, and so it's a it's a guide that helps student leaders. Uh, organize on their campus from from different churches and and, and organize on on their through their campus um, and to uh, to sort of deliver hope to their school and then our elementary programs are um, are more dependent upon adult adults sort of going into the school and sort of teaching lessons and things like that and so uh, our uh, our lessons this year are called I Believe What Jesus Said. Mm -hmm. And so we already had this already written and planned, but it centers around the words of Jesus. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, we find in the elementary schools in particular, uh, the clubs are just huge. I mean, the numbers are just crazy. The kids, they just flock to come. Mm -hmm. And the large majority of them who come, particularly in elementary, mm -hmm. are absolutely unchurched. Mm -hmm. I mean, I'm just talking absolute unchurched. Mm -hmm. They know nothing of the Bible. Mm -hmm. So just to teach them the basic, words and teachings of Jesus mm -hmm. is revolutionary. And mm -hmm. you see the light bulb goes off and you, you know, and, and you see them hear the gospel and think, wow, I mean, it really mm -hmm. does get to be very childlike. Mm -hmm. um, it's not like children's church at church mm -hmm. where it's the same kids every week. And, mm -hmm. you know, they, they know the stories and they know the stuff. Um, yeah. You go to one of the, the kids clubs that we have in an elementary school and in, in most schools, it, it's the large, large majority. Mm -hmm. uh, they have no church or Christian or Bible background at all. Mm -hmm. I mean, they don't know there's an Old Testament and a New mm -hmm. Testament. I mean, mm -hmm. nothing. Yeah. Well, I, I think that, you know, there is a just rampant spirit of fear that has, you know, from the beginning of this virus until now, you know, the, the media, you know, the more they can spread fear, the more viewers they have. Yep. And, um, you know, when to live as Christ to die is gain. And, you know, so for me, I, I may get this virus, I may not, yeah. you know, but I'm never going to stop living the life because I know that there's a purpose for me to accomplish. And when those kids can learn that, you know, God created them mm -hmm. for a purpose that they are, you know, Christ's handiwork to, to do mm -hmm. good works that he had planned for them in advance. Mm -hmm. That is, is something that, you know, when you know what God's word says yeah. and you live your life according to God's word, then 
you know, that the things of this world can shake and they've been shaken and they can fall apart. A lot of them have fallen apart, but he's the same yesterday, today. And forever. Well, you said it earlier, an eternal perspective gives you that ability to sort of look through your circumstances mm-hmm. and see further down the road mm-hmm. than what's right in front of you. Mm-hmm. And so um, even even what this life brings, you see further than that. Mm-hmm. And so that's that perspective that you learn to have mm-hmm. as you mature in Christ. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, you talk about purpose that, you know, yes, they were created for a purpose. And um, I, I may have read this. I'm not sure where, but I've always said purpose. I've I don't know where this came from. Mm-hmm. Maybe the Lord gave it to me. Mm-hmm. Maybe I read it somewhere. You know, it's always funny, you know, when you, when you quote somebody, you try to give them credit the first right. time. You know, I heard Matt mm-hmm. Wilson say, yeah. you know, second time I recently heard somebody right. say right. by the third time, right. it's like I've always right. said, right. So I'm not taking right. any credit, but right. I, but I've thought of purpose as being mm-hmm. something like, you know, it purpose is what God intended from the beginning. Mm-hmm. And, and sin has mm-hmm. marred that has mm-hmm. messed that up. Yeah. And so uh, t- what we're trying to do is get back on purpose. Mm-hmm. Because uh, we've all sinned, we've all fallen short mm-hmm. of what God's purpose was for our life mm-hmm. in some manner. We've all fallen short, mm-hmm. uh, either by omission or commission. And so um, it's it's this it's this attitude, it's this thing of can we get back on purpose mm-hmm. toward what God intended mm-hmm. for us from the beginning, which was good works, as you said. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think what you said was just perfect. Maybe just another way of saying it. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, and and if you think about God's original intent, you know, He's not surprised by any of this, but. How fitting is it that that in the year of the mouth, you know, Jewish calendar, 5780, this is the year of the mouth. Mm-hmm. And we've got a mask over yeah, our mouth. Yeah. You know, people are wearing muzzles. And in the year of 2020, you know, it means double cover, double portion. So mm-hmm. God wants to give a double portion in the year of the mouth. And, and the mouths have been silenced. Now, obviously, you've got the very small minority that is is very vocal about how there are so many things that are wrong in this mm-hmm. world. But... You know, so many of the people that know that there's a better way, that there is, uh, that that God is absolutely real and he's absolutely necessary. A lot of those people, you know, are, are adhering to protocols of man and, and their voices have been silenced. Mm-hmm. And I, I think it's a very, uh, yesterday I was at a, a church service and uh, the young lady who was speaking said, um, you know, as I was preparing this message that the Lord just said, I want to see your face. And, you know, God spoke to Moses. I mean, he, he let him see the back of his head. He couldn't see his face yet because Jesus had not come, but the veil was torn when he was crucified. And now we have the ability to speak, you know, directly to God. But the enemy knows that this was a year that God wanted to do incredible things as well. And so he says, silence those mouths. Hmm. You know, stay locked up in your homes, yeah. uh, close the churches. Yeah. Um, you well, know, was, we, we want to keep those people a quiet. Week or two ago, and I was thinking, you know, I, I didn't could have never imagined, you know, a, a Easter Sunday, you know, like we had, mm-hmm. uh, or that I would preach to people in their cars honking their horn, mm-hmm. <laughs> or that I would preach to people and the whole audience would be wearing a mm-hmm. mask. But I've done all of those mm-hmm. things mm-hmm. in the last couple of months at yeah. different places. It's a, uh, you know. You're right. I don't know if the church sort of lost its voice through this or if we had already given it up. I'm not sure. But the church really has no influence in this whatsoever, Mm -hmm. really. Mm -hmm. Um, But uh, that's seen. Now, there's the unseen influence. Mm -hmm. Uh, People talk about, you know, the thin blue line. Yeah. And and we've seen a a breakdown of the thin blue line in Mm -hmm. some of our cities and Mm -hmm. and instances around, Mm -hmm. even locally. Um, But people ignore the thin spiritual line. Yeah. That's there. 
And, uh, you know, when we say our church is not meeting and God's word not being spread, you know, mm-hmm. in that public way, when we don't say corporate prayer, mm-hmm. um, the thin spiritual line become mm-hmm. compromised. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and and so and we've seen a breakdown of that and we've seen mm-hmm. a lot of evil happen Yeah, uh, because of that. I mean, this is a not this is not what God intended. Yeah, this is a mess. This is this is off purpose. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, so we're, we're all trying to just get back on purpose, really, and, and live that life. Well, one of the cool things that, that's come out of this uh, that I've been following is uh, Sean Foyt, you know, out of Redding, California. Uh, he was a worship leader at Bethel. And, mm-hmm. you know, we were out in San Diego three weeks ago and got to go to the revival that that he held in Encinitas, California. And, you know, California said, you know, no churches, yeah. no worship, no small groups even. Yeah. And he said, hey, we're going to have a peaceful protest. You yeah. know, we're, we're ultimately protesting heaven, yeah. that God would have his way here. And, yeah. You know, I've seen estimates, you know, 1,200 to 5,000 people were there. I don't know. It was a lot. But to see people being baptized in the ocean, Mm -hmm. to see people being saved and delivered. And, you know, this Saturday night he went to Portland. And so he was blocks away from, you know, 70 plus days of chaos where people are literally going to war with federal officials Mm -hmm. every single night. And then he went to the chop zone, you know, the former chop zone in Seattle on Sunday and thousands of people showed up both places and, and they were baptizing people in those areas. So like what we would consider, uh, according to the news, uh, you know, very lost, unreached people, no way that the gospel could ever penetrate this darkness. Mm -hmm. And he went right into it. And I saw one image. um, A guy was standing there with a sign that said, hail Satan. And, uh, and they're just worshiping, you know, because Jesus has already overcome yeah. this world. He's overcome, said that the enemy's defeated. And this is a last ditch effort for him to try to make people believe that, that God does not exist and there's nothing that he can do. But uh, but we've got to take a stand as followers of Christ because we know what he's done in our lives. Mm-hmm. And so we've got to help other people not only see that, but but help them realize that that there is a better way. You know, and, and that is a challenge right now because um, the voice has been muffled. You know, I, I think a lot of people have been waiting for the church to respond. And then, you know, hey, I'm hopeless and desperate. Like, where do I go? And mm-hmm. typically people would say, church, well, the, the doors yeah. were closed for a while. And, and I know a lot of them have opened back up. But um, well, society's not turning to the church yeah. for this. They're turning to the government, mm. which is a. Uh, which is the way societies tend to drift, mm. you know, um, um, you know, and, and examples you gave out in California. I mean, those are examples of people trying to put things back on purpose, you mm. know, saying, hey, this is <laughs> this is off mm. and, and bringing purpose back to it, mm. uh, bringing what God intended from the beginning, which was for him to be mm-hmm. uh, made much of and to be glorified. Um, and so um, I, I think those are great examples. And so it's a question each of us can ask ourselves, what are we doing to sort of set things back on purpose mm-hmm. uh, in our own life or in our family or in our mm-hmm. community. You know, what, what are you doing to make a difference in these difficult times mm-hmm. for so many people? Uh, are you even available, mm-hmm. you know, for God to use you? Um, Cause there's plenty of opportunity out there. 
really right now, it's it's amazing how much opportunity there is if we're open and willing. Um, I had a young lady who uh, I was on the elliptical at the gym the other day. And it seems like every time I see her at the gym, hey, will you pray for me? Mm-hmm. And, and I'm on the elliptical. And she's like, uh, did you go to prayer this morning? I said, I did. She said, would you pray for me? And mm-hmm. she was like, you don't even have to stop doing what you're doing. And so I kept going on the elliptical, praying for her. And, uh, you know, she grabbed my hand and while I'm praying and just walks away, just in tears, middle of the gym floor, you know, and it's, I didn't go out of my way. Look, I mean, she came to me Yeah. and, and I think that there are people that they, God's looking for the people, you know, who are saying, here I am, Lord, send me. Yeah. And, you know, when you make that declaration, when you tell him, Hey, I'm willing you know, just be prepared. Yeah, yeah. You know, he could send you anywhere and and it could uh it could look crazy to a lot of people. And I'm sure I look crazy to a lot of people, but I'm willing to look well, crazy to the people. I, I don't want to ever I'm gonna have to answer to him one day. Yeah. And we all are, but but I'm very aware and and I would rather look foolish to man than foolish to God. Yeah. Yeah. That rem- all of that reminded me of uh, a a message I had preached. Uh, a few weeks ago uh, out of Exodus 17, where um, the Amalekites attacked the, the children of Israel just right after they come out of Egypt. It's the first time they're ever attacked, first mm-hmm. battle they ever have. They really don't even have an mm-hmm. army or anything. And mm-hmm. Moses tells Joshua, first time we ever see Joshua in mm-hmm. Scripture, to go down and get ready to fight the mm-hmm. Amalekites. And he says, I'm going to go up on the hill. Mm-hmm. And I, and he goes up and prays. Mm-hmm. And Aaron and her are with him. Mm-hmm. And he gets tired and his hands and they yep. lift him up. But, but you were somebody that she was looking for on the mountaintop that, that was praying. Mm-hmm. said, did, did you pray this morning? Yeah, mm-hmm. pray for me. Mm-hmm. She she saw you. I'm not saying you're Moses, but I'm mm-hmm. saying she saw you as that kind of figure. Someone who mm-hmm. she's down in the valley fighting a battle. Mm-hmm. Amalekite that, you know, is, is, is attacking. Mm-hmm. And she saw you up on the hill going, you've been to prayer. Mm-hmm. You, you've been there. Mm-hmm. Pray for me. Mm-hmm. You know you know, raise the, the, you know, raise God's rod, you know, the, the rod and raise it up for me. And so she saw you in that way. So, mm-hmm. you know, people are fighting a battle and we need people that'll fight the spiritual battle up on, up on the hilltop. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it's, it's both places are important, the valley and the hilltop, mm-hmm. but, um, but there's not enough people on the hilltop willing to go and fight the spiritual battle. Mm-hmm. That's that thin spiritual line mm-hmm. that I was talking about earlier. It, it's real. And uh, it's really where the battles won and lost mm-hmm. is there. And we saw that in the scripture because when Moses prayed, Joshua and the and the Israelites they won the battle. When he got tired mm. and stopped, they got they didn't they got pushed back, but yeah. ultimately they won. As an organization that has seen constant uh, attack in the school system, you know, specifically against prayer and and Christianity, um, how do you guys uh, not only navigate that, but but how do you see? the next five years, Mm -hmm. you know, or next 10 years. Uh, Because, I mean, a lot of these people that are, and again, uh, I believe that there are things that need to be fixed in in this country. You know, that this is not a perfect country. Uh, I think everybody's aware of that. Um, Well, it's made uh, up of imperfect people. Right. And you and I are chief among them. Right. You know, it'd never be perfect because we're here. Right. Right. <laughs> but, you know, some of the the reforms that, that need to be made, I mean, there are some some changes that we can make, um, you know, along racial lines. Um, you know, I, I think that we've made great strides. I think that there are still some issues there. But but at the end of the day, a lot of the people that are causing a lot of the chaos, they're not people that just 
are, are trying to have a discussion, make reform. There, there are people that want to bring destruction. And a lot of those people, you know, they are not just uh, for reform. They want to break down modern society. They want to break down, you know, the foundation of this country. Uh, that the country was founded in prayer. It was founded on godly principles and and they want to destroy the fabric of Christianity. Um, if if some of those people uh, continue to gain power, uh, obviously, if they had their way, you'd never be able to operate in, in any school system. Um, I pray that that never happens mm-hmm. uh, because I've got children that are you know, going to be in in need of of that influence inside their school systems, um, but but what does that look like as far as y'all are forecasting and and what does that look like from a preparation? Well, standpoint? I'd say this: we we experience very little resistance uh, as we organize students and and take you know and and as adults go into elementary clubs that mm-hmm. are permission based. Parents mm-hmm. give permission for their mm-hmm. kids to to attend those. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and we have no problem there. We, we experience very little resistance, quite honestly. So awesome. it's been good. Yeah. Everything we do is legal. We do it. We do it the right way. Mm-hmm. And honestly, the right way is the best way and it works. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, people say, well, you know, they don't have prayer in school. And I go, well, I don't know about that. You know, mm-hmm. I, we, we got plenty of people praying in school. Mm-hmm. And uh, if you send your kid to school praying, then there's prayer in school. You know? right. So, I mean, you know, people like to say, you can't, what we've done is we, we, we removed the public recognition of God. Mm-hmm. from our class, from our mm-hmm. school. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we, we sort of removed that, but, but God is still there. Mm-hmm. You know, I've never met the man who can remove God from anywhere, yeah. much less a school. Yeah. I mean, God, God is God. Yeah. So, you know, that, that's pretty haughty of us to think we could just remove God because some, you know, nine people voted to no, mm-hmm. God is there. Um, and so, and God is, he does his best work he, in, in dark places, you know, brightest light in the dark place. Mm-hmm. So we, we, we don't get a lot of resistance at all. And, um, you know, I, I think that's just a testament. You know, we ought to take advantage of what we can do. Mm-hmm. It's really easy to complain about what we don't like and what's wrong and mm-hmm. what's been done in the past that we, we might feel like, is it right? But there's so much that can be taken advantage of. And so we've just always sort of been a ministry and an organization, even before I took over mm. that just said, let's, let's do what we can do. Mm. And let's just take advantage of those opportunities that are there before us. God's given them mm. an open door. Mm. Why would we not do this? It's just, but it's easier to complain yeah. than it is to actually mm. execute something. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, you know, we work directly through the local churches in a community. Mm. Uh, we don't, we, we don't have a, a large staff that goes around to 150 schools. Mm. It's all the local community. Mm. It's a local church. It's, Youth pastors, parents, mm-hmm. children's ministers—that's um, who—that's who our people are, mm-hmm. and then they're the ones who influence the kids in their own in their own community. Mm-hmm. And so, um, so in, in the future, you know, we we're gonna just try to continue to uh, do whatever we can do, you know, whatever whatever doors God's opens, that's the ones we want to continue to take advantage of. Um, you know, if you had asked me this years ago, um, I would have probably never said we want to have you know groups meeting on elementary campuses. But God presented that opportunity, and uh, after a little twi- arm twisting of God of us, we finally mm-hmm. did it, and it's been one of the most fruitful things we've ever done. We were mm-hmm. middle schools and high schools wow. for 20 years, and then um, eventually the elementary opportunity was too great of an open door not to take advantage of. So we're going to just try to continue to walk through the doors that God's open, that God mm-hmm. opens, and when he shuts the door, we'll, we'll go another way. I, I, that's the best I can give you. I don't know. I don't know what next week holds. Yeah. Hardly. I mean, it's, yeah. uh, it's crazy. 
Well, it's it's definitely encouraging to me again uh, as a parent, and I know that there are going to be a lot of parents out there that are listening, and and so you know more than anything, we want you to have hope that you know your children are being prayed for uh, first and foremost, but they're also being able to get engagement with other students to pray together, and it's. Um, as he said, you know, it doesn't matter what what man decides. Ultimately, you can never remove God mm -hmm. because he's always going to be there, whether we like him or not. And whether we want to acknowledge his existence or not, you know, he's still there. He still loves us. He's still for us. And um, we'll always say this. People always say, you know, make make Jesus Lord. And I always go, he is Lord. It's whether or not you're going to recognize it or not. Right. You're not making him anything. Right. He is who he is. He is. He is Lord. Mm -hmm. The, the 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 difference is are you gonna bow yourself before him mm -hmm. physically or or uh, or um, you know or or, have, or just as an example uh, are you gonna bow before him or not are you gonna recognize him as Lord of your life because mm -hmm. he is Lord yeah that's good well Greg I've really enjoyed this and uh, again people can find out more about the organization and how to get involved and, you know, ultimately see what school systems are available. Yeah. First priority, al.com okay. or our elementary program is a FP kids. Okay. FP as in first priority, FP okay. kids. Okay. Um, and, uh, they can, they'll, they'll find us. We're, we're pretty easy to find. If you okay. search first priority, we'll pull right up. Okay. But, uh, yeah, real pleasure uh, to be with you. And I love what you're doing and I hope, uh, hope people, uh, received a blessing today. I know, they do in the past when they've listened to many of the great guests you've had. So uh, just a real pleasure to get to be a part of that. Well, it encouraged me, and I hope that it did the same for you guys. And uh, check us out on Facebook, Living Life on Purpose, and then also on Instagram, Living Life on Purpose Always. And we will catch you next time.